Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast featuring the Crop Doctors. Good morning once again from the Row Crop Shore Course in Starkville, Mississippi. This is Podcast Studio C, as I think what we've affectionately referred to it as. This is our third stop on the podcast here at uh, Row Crop Shore Course. But this morning we have another one of our platinum sponsors, platinum level sponsors. We have Helm Agro here this morning. We have Tim Ford and Brock Wagoner. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be here. Good morning. Good to see Tim. Known Tim for a long time. I honestly don't know how long I've known Tim. It's been, it's been <laughs> more than more than a little while. And Brock, I've known Brock for a while too. Actually, when Tom, when Brock was in school, we did a location of one of his studies. I think ours kind of pooped out, but uh, we had it. <laughs> it's still good data. I we were, that. We were contributed though. So uh, that was, I guess, that was horseweed. Horseweed. Back to Mayor's tail. Yeah, that was a long time ago, dude. <laughs> did you say you were in school when you did that one? No, no, no. We were in school. Was, he, okay. was, he was in school. Yeah. That was, ah. He worked for Steckle. 15 years ago now. Yeah. He worked for okay. Steckle. Yeah. Almost at the very beginning of Jason's career in yeah. Steckle. Yeah. Yeah. Long enough ago that horseweed was still a, a big issue. That was like the main topic back in those days. Yeah. Well, you know, we did it in that field out there where the Corteva farm is now, that which used to be a horseweed field before it became a ryegrass field. I'll tell you how long ago that was. Yeah. That's a while back. All right, so I, I've hijacked this. So, Helm, Tim, yep. we, we appreciate it, man. We, we appreciate y'all. You know, I know you got a long drive getting up here, so we appreciate you coming up and spending the week with us. So tell us what Helm has got going on for growers in Mississippi. So we're glad to be here uh, again this year. I think this is one of the best meetings that we attend. Educationally, you guys do a great job. I, I, I see a lot of my Louisiana folks in your room in there. And, and they say the same thing, that there's so much information that's shared that is uh, good for them to take back and use on their farms or, or some crop consultants as well. But, uh, you know, Helm, we're, we're a private company. We, we offer Reviton for burndown. We uh, did a lot of good things with Reviton post-harvest this year as well. So, you know, primarily from a Reviton perspective, it's a, it's a newer molecule. It's tiafenacil. It is a good tank mix partner for uh, glyphosate and or clethodum, depending on your weed species. I would like to remind folks that we don't recommend uh, Reviton standalone. We always want to see it go with a pound of glyphosate in the field. We always want to see a good MSO used with this uh, application. And then if you have mare's tail, you know, we like to see an 8 to 12 ounce add of a, of a DGA in there for burn down to make sure we knock the uh, mare's tail out of the way. Otherwise, you'll see that the mare's tail can have a potential to come back. Same thing with ryegrass. We want to catch that ryegrass when it's small. We want to make sure we have good coverage. We want to make sure that we've got the right adjuvant in the tank. And in most cases, we'll, we'll kill a lot of the small stuff. The bigger stuff is be kind of like Paraquat. It'll, it'll bounce back on you if you don't. And DGA, you mean dicamba, a, a, a DGA formulation of dicamba, right? A DGA being a little bit, a little bit better at that time frame. Um, and what about two four D? Is that two four D is is good? Is probably not quite as effective as a tank mix as uh, the dicamba that we've seen in the field. The dicamba seems to do a better job. So if we did the two four D route, we probably wouldn't recommend a lower use rate. Whereas with the dicamba, you can use a lower use rate with Reviton and get good complete kill of all your broadleaf spectrum. Okay, and the reason I asked, 
we have dedicated 24D people. We have dedicated Dicamba people in sure. that in that early burn down timing for various different reasons. You know why they're dedicated to one or the other. So that was the the reason I asked the question. Right, and so with two four D, we'll still get control, but we just need to be probably at that at that regular use rate and not a reduced use rate like you would see with the Dicamba. So from a cost point perspective, uh, that. That's probably the reason I say that more in my spiels than anything else. It doesn't have anything to do with one, one product or the other. You can control the mare's tail with the combination of Reviton and 2,4-D and glyphosate. I got you. Yeah, we see that in the Midwest quite constantly where 2,4-D is the standard versus dicamba being more of the, the lesser used one for those burn-down applications. So, Weed species, temperature a lot of those things so um and back to the coverage if you're running with an airplane we we recommend five gallons per acre some some sometimes they'll want to run three gallons from a cost coverage is a key especially with ryegrass um and then the other thing is last year we didn't have a lot of hand bit because we had that massive freeze in december that seems like it killed a lot of the flora off we're seeing a lot of hand bit out there right now reviton's Biggest strength is, of course, hen bit. It's very, very effective on hen bit. And that was going to be my next question. Ryegrass aside, you know, for doing a, a say, Roundup Dicamba Reviton, what species is the Reviton really adding to that mixture? So hen bit being probably number one, and that's probably the, the, the weed that we'll see the most of. But then, you know, you'll see swine crests. Uh, cutleaf primrose we've got good activity on those that goes back to coverage so these weeds that are hanging out under that you know canopy if you will that's what we're targeting so as long as we can get the reviton on those weeds we we're very effective on those other weeds and you know mare's tail is probably the the only weakness that we have we'll burn it but we need a little help with mare's tail if you don't have mare's tail in the field glyphosate reviton and mso is a really good mix uh taking ryegrass out of the picture yeah and of course henbit and swinecrest probably the two biggest non-ryegrass weeds that we deal with uh you know like you said not as big a problem last year because of the weather but year in year out henbit's going to be a solid number two for us in that burn down timing yeah and last year another thing that came up uh was termination of corn so we had some freeze issues we had some hail issues reviton is very good on very small corn too by the way and you don't have the restrictions of plant back so i know some folks were going with metribuse and some other things like that but we we don't have any plant back issues so that's another thing to to consider fall post harvest we did quite a bit of that work this year so we have a lot of weeds coming through the atrazine and whatever else they're running from a herbicide program so we we've seen like mexican weed tea weed um, and then copper leaf and reviton at that time frame is very very effective on those weeds post and we run an ounce and a half with glyphosate at that time frame with uh, mso well, Brock, what else is going on with him? I know y'all got your fingers in a variety of different things. We do. And so, uh, you know, traditionally we've been a plant protection company. So, you know, working with the herbicides, insecticides, and fungicides. But, you know, we've really been, uh, you know, with a lot of the push that's been going on. And we're, you know, based at a family-owned company based out of Hamburg, Germany. So we've been uh, very blessed to have some of the, the good science that's been going on in the European Union now with increasing, you know, the ability for the plants to be able to do 
better things with, you know, less the, uh, you know, less nutritional aspects and those types of things. And so one of our uh, really good products that we've got coming out is called Uplink. Um, we're very excited about it. So, you know, there's a lot of talk around nutrient use efficiency, especially around nitrogen. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about whether it be reduction of nitrogen, you know, to get this in reducing yields at the same time or, you know, somehow putting nitrogen into the soil. You know, and we're just seeing inconsistent results with that. Whereas, um, you know, you look at uh, Uplink is something that really helps you. You know, we look at, you know, 50 years ago, 50% nitrogen usage was pretty good. You know, we're getting up with the hybrids, with our application technology, we're getting into that 80% usage. And, you know, now we're trying to get that, push that 90, 100% usage because that's really where the, you know, golden uh, mark is at. And, you know, Uplink helps us get up there. We're seeing this as a product that we've, uh, partner with a company uh, from over in Europe about and bring it to the United States, and it really helps upregulate that nitrogen. Uh, the nitrogen helps us upregulate that nitrogen uh, pathway within the plant, so that it really makes sure that you're not only uptaking the nitrogen, but then utilizing it in a way. So it helps with a lot of different things that way, but really, like I said, nitrogen's the big driver in that, and then it helps upregulate the, the rest of the plant to be able to better utilize nutrients. And we've seen that not only with you know the science of it, but we also have genetic uh, result, uh, genetic data where we're upregulating those genes, we are breaking those pathways, and then we're seeing that also with the actual, uh, um, seeing that with our actual results coming back into it as far as you know nutrient use efficiency is uh, there. So we have a very good science background within it, not just saying oh we think it does this. No, we we know it does that, and we're having the proof of that. Yeah, just to add to that, you know, we kind of. Nutrigenomics is the is the the new key phrase, and they've mapped this thing out so they know which genes switch when you make this application of Uplink. We also have another product uh, that's going to be new for this year, and it's registered and it's called Scion, and it, it acts a little differently. It's got metabolites and whatnot in it. But Brock, if you could just speak to the Scion, yeah, and Scion's a, a sister kind of a sister product has some of the same technology within it, just at some different uh, work working rates. And really what it's focused on is, you know, not only the nutrient use efficiency, but it's also focused on, you know, plant, meta- you know, plant energy and also that stress mitigation. So again, really kind of the key things when you look at a crop being grown, you know, as, as you talk to anybody, you know, they always know there's going to be a stress period. There's always times that the plant's going to be stressed with, you know, with producing energy and using those nutrients. So it really helps kind of bring in the multiple factors into there and so it's really a, a great product in the fact that it has six different metabolites that have different things that are known to do exactly what they're doing it's proprietary to helm and it's really you know we've seen it work on soybeans we've seen it work on uh, corn we've seen it work on wheat we have again same factor going to that nutrigenomics you know we know that it works genomically we know exactly what it's doing i mean we've got the studies and we can and talk about that all day but you know we're in a few minute podcast here so but it's something that we have the science on, and then we see the results with the uh, not only the data coming out of it, but the yield. So all of these different types of things, it's a very well-versed science background, but at the same time, growers are able to apply it to a lot of different applications, and we're just seeing uh, they're going to really love that opportunity to see how it's impacting their bottom line and increasing their yields. Those both over-the-top applications? Those would be both fuller applications with these products. So they'd be uh, kind of the main time part is when we're starting to see you know, that app, that really coming out of that early seedling stage, really starting to go into that full vegetative stage that's really, you know, the plants going into that girthing, you know, that bulking up type period is really when we're targeting these application periods for both of these products. Again, they're both doing different things. So, again, if you're if you have certain things that you're working with, it 
uh, fits complementary into it. If you want to replace some of the things that you're doing, again, these have air, uh, can do the same thing. So again, but it really works, and we've seen a lot of good results in that bulking up period. And then at the same time, um, going into you know in a corn application, a tasseling, or going into a reproductive stage when you go into soybeans or uh, going into flowering for uh, cotton. So all of these different types of things, we've seen that continually because we know the plant is going to do A, B, C, D. We know, we've known that for 50 years, 100 years. Again, we've identified what these metabolites are that do that in all these plants, and applying them at this correct timing is going to help supercharge that plant and upregulate those genes. Good tank mix components. Have you looked at a bunch of those? Uh, yeah, we've been putting out with a lot of tank mixes. Again, a lot of herbicides uh, timing, you know, a lot of fungicide applications. Uh, again, it's been used in uh, Europe for quite a few, uh, for quite about quite a few years now. Um, some of the technology that's in there, again, it works very well with a lot of the t- everything we've been putting it with. Again, always do a jar test, but at the same time, we've seen it work very well with a lot of different chemistries. Yeah, the, the Scion product, uh, I'll be focusing on uh, rice and corn this year. And so rice, it would be pre-flood. And for corn, it would be probably that V6 to V8 application timing window uh, where they're running their herbicide application. The uplink would come a little bit later. Um, And then on soybeans with Scion, that's probably going to be in that early R1 stage. Y'all tell folks a little bit about ham structure-wise, because I know both of y'all, neither one of y'all live in Mississippi. Uh, So points of contact, things like that, where can folks go to learn more about the products that Helm has. So for uh, for me, I cover Louisiana, Mississippi, and Arkansas, and uh, so I'm the point of contact. My uh, email address is tford at helmagro.com. Our website, where you can learn about all these products, is helmcrop.com. Uh, Brock is our is our agronomist for the U.S. and uh, he he can be accessed through me, um, but he's certainly not scared to take phone calls either. Oh. I'll let you give your information out but my phone number is 318-348-3009 you guys can call anytime yeah and if you're listening to this podcast from anywhere else in the country and because i know mississippi state there's people from illinois down here at this short course so again we have uh, our contact information for all of our sales agronomists at helmcrop.com and again my name is brock wagner and you can access it at b-w-a-g-g-o-n-e-r at helmag.com and my phone number is area code 618-267-3339. And I look forward to hearing calls and can help you with answering questions. We really appreciate the relationships we have with you all. We appreciate the sponsorship. We appreciate you being here and your kind words. So, you know, thanks. Thank you, guys. We enjoy the meeting. The Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast is a production of Mississippi State University Extension.